Did you see? Oh my god, I am unbelievably excited for this this baseball season, and has nothing to do with the Cardinals, and has everything to, <laughs> everything do, to do with the Astros. <laughs> watching the Astros city to city. Did you see that? Whoever on the cards beamed Bregman today. I did not see that. It doesn't, I, doesn't beaming kind of imply they got hit in the head though. Whatever, like, whatever. Hit, whatever. Hit he, points, he got hit by a pitch, and I'm like, yes. I don't know who did it. I was hoping there'd be a replay of it on the baseball subreddit, or at least on Cardinals. Didn't see it. I think it because of split squad, were neither of the games broadcast? I don't know. All my brothers said no. was that Bregman got hit. I'm like, fuck this. Don't, don't, don't worry. Uh, here you go. Here's a link to a tweet. Holy shit. Did uh. you see Did you see the um, the 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 St. Paul Saints promo item that they're doing? No. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Let me. I'll send it to you over uh, Telegram. Yeah, Santos is the pitcher. Have no idea who this kid is, but that's this that's is... who threw it. Apparently, right. Astros players have been hit by pitches seven times through three games. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, is the, that is the July thirty first giveaway for the Saint Paul Saints. Astro the Grouch, do not steal, my lord. I I assume the Saint Paul Saints are a uh, Twins affiliate. One would think. One would hope um, so, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but there's the oh, what was the what was the latest? Oh no, they're thing? they're an indie ball. They're an indie league. Are they an indie ball? That makes uh, you know that makes more sense. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about George Springer getting booed hard, and then. Oh, this is going to be a great season. Have you heard that the the, the the opening series tickets against the Astros and Angels are like just selling so hard, selling really? so hard? Man, <laughs> behind him in the video, is doing a double. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's going to be a good season. It's going to be a lot of. It's gonna be so much shit. Oh man. I just like oh man, I can't. It, everything, everything is unbelievable. <laughs> like what the fuck? I I, for, I I I said this on this in the in I definitely said this at least once, and it was like I thought that this was my optimism. I'm like you know, I sure hope that these guys are like not willing to to be this like these big of scumbags out of whole cloth. Like, oh Jesus! Like, it's it's insane how they dug in. Like, you don't you don't dig in. Like once once you got caught, you got caught. Shit happens. You don't dig in. They dug, they just dug their heels in. Commissioner Mayor's report. Commissioner Mayor's report. Oh. No, we we only cheated the one year. I can't believe they think we cheated all three years. Like, well, actually, you cheated the two years. Yeah, but we only cheated two years, not three years. Why would you? Why would? Why don't you believe us when we say we only cheated two years, not three years? Like, well, maybe because you cheated at least once. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? I I don't know that Unbelievable. I. I don't know that I necessarily buy the like. I I get the argument I, for pulling the title. I don't have. A, you, I don't. I don't oppose it at all. But I just I don't I don't buy that it's like, well, they got their World Series win. I like again, if they strip it, I don't I have no, I have no opinion either way. Oh, like, but, I, but don't, but I but don't, don't worry, because it. it didn't affect the outcome of the game, according to the owner. Uh, that's I just like I I 
like yeah you have your world series but it's like it's tarnished there's no there's no like if this were 10 years after the fact and then it was breaking and then you're like well they had 10 years of all the profit generated from that that's one thing but this just happened everybody who's an honest fan has been just like fucking roasted by this like I do have a lot of sympathy for the honest Astros fans who like oh, yeah, for sure. like for the Dodgers fans who got the championship robbed you're like well that fucking sucks but Astros like a lot of these fans like got their fandom robbed like yeah. how do you I, I, yeah, I, I mean, we have, I've, I've seen people who are like, like, I'm looking for a team, a different team to be a fan of now because I can't be an Astros fan anymore. Like, it's, it's wild. That's a different level of soul crushing. And what was the connection here? Oh, yeah. It's just like they don't, they didn't want to be caught. Like, if you get busted the year after you stole your World Series, like, like, well, they got the, they, they won the World Series. They got their win. I'm like, yeah, but they didn't because, like you're not going to be able to generate much money off of that, right? You're not going to be. I don't oh, know. Some of, them, some of them made their money already. They need to. They need to forfeit the purse, and they need to give Judge the MVP. And yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, whatever. Like they didn't give. Uh, uh, they didn't give Matt Kemp his MVP, right? The one that Ryan Braun stole. So. Like, what are you going to do? Well, Ryan Brown was really good the next year. Okay, but he was also on steroids. So, like... What, well, was he cheating the next year? Because he got busted that year. I don't know if he was cheating the next year. Uh, I, I feel I, like I, I feel like that's not... My, my, my whole... I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. I don't think... I don't think... I think everybody would actually agree with that. He, I think he got yeah, busted okay. the year after that. Like, he, he, got, he got busted, and he said, no, it didn't happen. Like, it was <laughs> fake. And then he got proper busted a year later like so in 2013 is when he got suspended so i i mean i would fully buy that he got away with it in 2011 and kept doing it in 2012 i feel like that's not an unreasonable thing like to oh you know and the other thing the other thing and this is what um i read i read this several years ago with this big old book on uh various sports it was was a is a um compilation of sports illustrated baseball writing and what a lot of players did on steroids is they weren't taking them in season they were using it before the season they were doing a cycle getting into super good shape and then writing that into the season yeah Um, well i mean braun's suspension was weird too because he didn't technically test negative he just got caught up in the biogenesis thing yeah i've had this gif of springer kind of stumbling on repeat over and over and over. <laughs> um, well, I'm just thinking if the, if the news broke before the votes went out in 2017, like the expectation would be nobody vote for an Astro, right? Yeah. I and think so. If the news broke before the awards came out, I feel like a lot of the writers would be like, no strike our Astros votes, right? Like the old school guys, surely they'd be P- like, no, nope, doesn't count. I don't know. So I think there's a reasonable argument too. Like and and the thing is, effectively, if you're striking Altuve from, like, if you're saying that MVP no longer exists, then the effect of that is that judges MVP. Sure, but then then again, like, I don't see how you don't then go back and and give yeah, Ryan no, give Matt Kemp Ryan Ron's MVP. I think, I think people kind of would, I, I I think LA fans would certainly be be in favor of that. Sure. Yeah. I just I just I just don't think you can go down that rabbit hole. 
if you can't finish what you started. and welcome to this episode of Motion City Podcast. I want to say eight. This is eight. This feels like it feels like eight. Feels like feels like eight is correct. Uh, I am Nine Sneaky, your host. <laughs> Joining me as always, your co-host, uh, Jacob Walden. How's it going, Jake? Great. I almost called you Joseph, which is like not even Joe's name is Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> so That's a fucking J name. Close enough. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, Jake, I don't remember. I don't remember if this was before we recorded last. I know we didn't bring it up, but uh, at some point in the last couple of weeks, Jake changed his Twitter bio to quiet second at motion city pod. And I'm about yeah. it. I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I, I did. Eventually, I don't remember. I, I was like, did I change my Twitter bio? And I just checked. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> it's host of motion city pod. And then all my other podcasts that are on hiatus and uh, some of them should probably go away. Cause I don't think the kids are all left is coming back, for example. Uh, anyway, um, today's song is uh, Can't Finish What You Started. But before I ask Jake why he picked that song, we're going to talk about <laughs> uh, something else that started, uh, which is production on Justin Pierre's new solo album. He's got a, a technically a second solo album. There's like there's like a middle EP there, but a second uh, solo full length record is uh is currently being recorded like created i guess i don't know i don't know if like it's all written and being just recorded now i feel like i saw a picture on instagram yeah there's on instagram and and twitter and like it's it's all over it's uh so it's uh justin it is it is he's calling it a solo album uh so (laughs) i so i think it's i think it's officially a solo album but uh alongside him it's uh bill mcshane uh of uh, oh, I forget the name of of the other ba- ultimate fake book, uh, as well as the Pride of Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, which was a band that he was in with Tony, who is also uh, recording on this album. Uh, so Bill McShane and Tony uh, are both were both in Pride of Erie, Pennsylvania. Obviously, Justin and Tony were both in Motion City Soundtrack, and then uh, Brett Gerwitz, who is mostly a producer now, but also was uh, in Bad Religion. Um, and then Brian Keith Diaz, who appears to be playing music as well, but I know him best as a photographer because he did a lot of the photography on this uh, this Blast Motion City soundtrack tour. So I guess he plays music. I don't know if he's in a band or what, but like his his website is BrianDiazPhoto.com. But I definitely see him holding a either I don't know if it's a guitar or a bass because I can't see behind, I can't see the. I think it must be a bass. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, so it's, it's those five guys, but it is a, a Justin solo album. Uh, so presumably they're just, you know, acting as session musicians for it. And uh, he said uh, session one of five of that he hopes to record before the year is up and no idea when it'll come out. 
And I also don't know if like, if it's going to be these five guys to the whole album, or if it's like these five guys on this part, and then, you know, maybe back in uh, Minneapolis, because on the last solo album, Josh did a lot of the recording. Maybe Josh is going to do some of the stuff on the next album. I think a lot of it was also like Justin doing stuff and tracking stuff. And that was what the previous album was. So maybe he doesn't want to do a lot of that <laughs> necessarily. Um, yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm digging this picture of them in the studio with the, with the deer head above tony uh which one is, am I that, looking at? is that just like a like a vinyl is that actually or it, is that like it a... looks like an inflatable deer head with a sombrero on it it doesn't look i feel it doesn't like look... the shadowing is off but well no but i can definitely see the shadow on the wall never mind yeah but it looks like like the the head part like the actual yeah. like face part looks like it's round like a matroshka doll yeah Cool picture. You, you you pull the deer head off, and it's like a it's another animal head inside, a wolf head or something. I don't know. This is a real obscure connection, but you mentioning the photographer slash musician reminds me of this. There's this international master chess player named Eric Rosen, and he does a lot of the. He's not the the like the principal photographer at major tournaments, but he takes a lot of. He's like a semi. I don't know, but he's at he is at chess tournaments taking pictures of the grandmasters playing hmm. so i will say real quick so i'm looking at the the credits for justin's solo album in the drink the first solo album he did uh and he's like the only instrument listed besides justin is david jarnstrom jarnstrom on drums otherwise it says justin for lead vocals guitar songwriting art direction but i'm sure he also played the bass and any like piano parts that were on there uh, we're all him. Yeah, Pierre plays every instrument on the album aside from trumpet and drums, which were played by David Jornstrom of Gratitude. So, uh, so I think I think maybe he's trying to get like a full band in, which is cool because I think you know I I y- you love solo stuff, but a, a cool thing about getting other musicians in, especially accomplished musicians like like the ones um, that he's getting with him right now, is that you get uh, bounce other ideas around, and so you get more stuff going on. Like obviously Justin was the primary songwriter for Motion City soundtrack, but in the drink doesn't really sound like a Motion City soundtrack record, even though it's the same primary songwriter because you don't have the other four major voices mm-hmm. coming in and doing stuff. Uh, I also feel like this uh, uh, bodes really well for a potential Motion City soundtrack album. Yes. Like yes. the fact that Justin's recording with, with Tony, like not that they weren't friends. It's just like, they weren't talking like you. You know, your 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 friend moves to LA. You live in Minnesota. You're not going to talk all that much. You know, stuff happens. Like life happens. Um, my best friend lives in St. Louis. I live in Chicago, and we occasionally chat on Discord. And then I see him when I'm in town. <laughs> like that's that's how life goes. Um, but uh, so like, I I just feel like it bodes well because I like I think I like I said at momentum in the last episode, Justin and Josh hang out a lot because they live in the same city. Tony hangs out with uh, Jesse. Tony hangs out with Matt because they're close friends. Like, just it just fe- it feels like it's one of those things where the band that broke up got back together. Now they're like, well, we still want to hang out. Let's just, let's just keep hanging out a little bit, right? Like, so I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful. It this this gives like even though it's for Justin solo record, it gives me hope for another Motion City record. Just been, but I've also... just been nodding like for the last two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, new album, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I also hope Justin's next solo record is good. I liked In the Drink. 
Um, but I don't listen to it nearly as often as I listen to every Motion City record. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right, and, and yeah, he says like he doesn't know when it's going to come out. Hopefully, in the next few years. So, I mean, God knows what that means. And <laughs> yeah, the picture is like we've done three songs in three hours. Like, cool. Yeah, we figure it'll be out within the next few years. All right. Like, Ambitious. okay. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, pretty, I mean, producing takes time and stuff like that. And I think yeah. um, Josh produced the previous record, but I think Brett Gerwitz is supposed to be producing this record um, because he definitely tweeted, looking forward to occupying that comfy producer's couch, which implies that he is not intending to play music, just intending to produce the record. Which uh, he didn't. Um, I don't think he produced any Motion City stuff, but he did produce a lot of stuff on Epitaph, uh, including the Bad Religion stuff, and then some No Effects albums, um, some Rancid stuff, Matchbook Romance. So like he's he's produced in the you know, in the sphere, but uh, no Motion City stuff, and now appears to be producing Justin's new record. So. Yep, that's that. That's the little news portion. Uh, hopefully, we have more news every week. I'm always happy to have news. <laughs> news means that things are happening. Uh, so that's that's the news portion. Now we're going to talk about. Now we're going to finish what we started, huh? <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, and talk about uh, can't finish what you started, Jake. Why'd you pick this song? Well, uh, we we were talking about doing this on an earlier episode, but. Things changed, uh, but in listening to the song so much, I, you know, like every song is talked about is when you listen to it over and over, I find myself getting new appreciation for it in different ways, and that was what I'd listened to the most most recently. Besides what we did last time, which is comp- I'm just a fucking blank slate right now. Capital H. Capital H. Since this is the next song, I, I next most listened to it was already in my head and yeah yeah actually so uh we i think we were going to do this for last week's episode was Mm -hmm. the initial was the initial intent i had picked this song for last week's episode um which i actually have already forgotten um i was thinking about this and then went to the show and and decided to do capital h because of the concert um because it was a nice little um, segue into the concert but uh, but yeah, I can't finish what you started is has always been one of my favorites. I, I don't remember if I mentioned on the show at some point, but I used to do a uh, a YouTube series, like a little short YouTube series um, where there's a podcast that I uh, watch uh, and listen to called Night Attack. Um, and they do a yearly movie draft, which which um, I also do with a, with a couple of friends as well. Uh, which it's just you know we we draft movies and and whoever's movies make the most money uh, is the the winner at the at the end of the season. Um, and so like when I was a freshman in college, I decided to do like a a recap show for the the movie draft. Uh, it was called the the. Uh, the show was called NSFW at the time. It's called Not Attack Now, but it's called NSFW. It was the NSFW Movie Draft Weekly Recap Show. And the theme song for the show was Can't Finish What You Started. And it's because it was right at the time I was getting into Motion City. I don't remember why I picked Can't Finish What You Started. I think I just liked the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was our theme song, was uh, Can't Finish What You Started. And it was actually, um, I think it was the the breakdown at the end was uh was the theme song because it's it's instrumental 
So it's really easy to like get in and talk over a little bit if you need to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so Camp Fish Restarted is, is a song that I have like a specific history with. So, uh, and, uh, that was actually, uh, that's how I started one of the episodes. Cause I hadn't, um, I hadn't, I think recorded in like two months or something like that because like busy with college came back from, from school. I was at home for the, for the winter break and the, the opening was how's it going? I'm Kuhan. Why can't I finish what I started? And this <laughs> is the answer we from a movie draft weekly recap show. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's my history with this song. It's one of what it, it, it I think has moved down in the in the leaderboards but i think for for a, a tough for a good chunk of time is when i was first getting into the band i think it was my favorite motion city soundtrack song um yeah well uh, so what uh what are your initial thoughts on the song the more i listen to it on it and i finally did this after intending to song after song is is try to really pay attention to Tony's drumming on it. What's funny? And, I didn't at all. <laughs> well, it's backwards this maybe, time. Maybe part of that is also because it's especially easy with this because there are two videos of Tony doing the drumming for this mm-hmm. song, and so you have the tutorial, which doesn't have the backing music, and then the like actual drum along. Drum along, um, yeah. And that's him drumming with the song and I really like the beginning drums on this. Um, I'm still not sure what I'm hearing because I know even, even watching him, like even watching him from both angles, I'm like, it's still somehow just translates in, into no idea what he's doing with the drumming in my head. But I, it, it just feels like there's so much energy on that drum line that it takes you right into the, right well, into here, the let song, me, which, um, let me play a little bit of the the uh, drum along video here, uh, so we can maybe get a little idea of that right here. Why can't you finish what you so yeah, so it's it is it's a cool little like it's especially looking at what he's doing. It's an it's an interesting fill, and I I love the um because he has two youtube channels i think i think i mentioned this at one point it feels like maybe he forgot the um <laughs> the password to one of them or something like that um but uh but the older channel was all tutorials and the newer channel is all um like just him drumming along and the newer channel a lot is a lot more recent stuff which uh <laughs> was like oh i think they've known for a, for i think they've known it for a long time uh suffice to say it's been a while um <laughs> that they were coming back because he's been like practicing the drums for all these parts for a year mm-hmm. um but uh but it's cool to see the drum alongs especially because you get a little bit more of the drums and you can just sort of see him so if you're a good drummer which i'm not um you you can like figure it out just by watching uh but if you're a bad drummer which i am then you can watch the some of the older stuff on the tony faxton tube channel and uh and learn a little bit of that so like like um i don't know i don't i don't remember if he actually says the names of the drums when he talks about it but here's a little clip from the the um tutorial video okay this is one of my personal favorites uh we've hardly ever played it live though which i'm a little bummed about because it's so fun to play uh the part sounds much harder than it is hardest part is crossing your arms over 
But when you break it down, it's pretty simple. Uh, the kick the whole time is... And uh, you're, uh, you're just playing straight on the, the hi-hat, but it's going back and forth between the hi open hi-hat and the floor tom. So... That's what you're going to do the whole time there. Uh, when you so uh, what's funny is like, he talks about how simple it is, but like I, I'm the thing for me that's hardest about drumming, especially cause I, I only started learning drums like a year and a half, like two years ago um, as like, as an adult. And it's so much harder to learn a new instrument as a 25 year old than it is as a 15 year old or whatever. I don't know how Tony was when he started learning drums, but like the footwork is the is the most difficult thing and like there's definitely stuff is like you just gotta do this and he doesn't even mention <laughs> the foot part like which is fine like i i totally get it if i if i understood how to play drums better i would have no trouble with the foot part but i'm watching him do the foot part and i'm like no this is like doing the right foot and then doing a different thing on the left foot is not as easy as you're making it look tony <laughs> um I've had the I've had the not the the, um, the more recent video up. I had that muted while you were playing the the tutorial, and yeah, it's just like that beginning. It's just it's so fluid, and it's just nonstop. Yeah. Like, well, that that's one thing that uh, I forget what video I was watching. I think it might have been uh, the Time Turn Fragile one, um, but it could have been the Everything Is All Right one. And the, one of the top comments was like, "This is a a a." a a crash course in limb independence, which is really important as a drummer, is doing one beat with your right hand, one beat with your left hand, one beat with your right foot, one beat with your left foot. Like you're doing a different thing with each limb. And it's just like, you know, if you can do that, like more power to you. Cause I cannot, <laughs> like, I just cannot figure that. I like, eat, like trying to play piano, I can barely figure out how to do something different with my right hand and my left hand on, on the other like part. Like with guitar, you just, one hand does one thing, the other hand strums. And even there like doing a different strumming pattern can trip me up a lot of the time um so like uh i am i am always in awe of drummers because i can't i just like it does not make sense to my body <laughs> so um but yeah it is it is a really cool groove that goes on but it's one of those that's like you know it's it's not like it's not flashy right like the 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 groove in um well, and everything is all right, right? The, the 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 beat that starts on everything is all right. The like that's a little flashy. It's not like it's not like it's a super hard drum part, but like it's it's very clear what it is. And like especially the one like the breakdown of time turn fragile, like that <laughs> that is like it's a like I love that drum part so much. But like in Can't Finish where you started, like it is. It's a cool drum part, but it's it's. It also works so well, just like as just a fabric of the song that you don't even think about it on its own as a drum part necessarily, unless you're listening for it. I don't. I don't have anything to add to to that part of it. Yeah, like I'm just saying, yeah, everything, everything you said. I sure. Um, I don't have any experience playing instruments. You know, tiny bit trying to learn the piano, but for sure. nothing, yeah, yeah, nothing on the drums. Um, yeah. So I, you know, this is something I've wondered. I don't. You know, because I don't listen to like 
Aside from now, Twenty One Pilots, since I, I seem to mention them so much, of course, it's Tyler Joseph and then Josh Dunn being the the drummer of the band. That's the only music I listen to with like besides Merchant City soundtrack with a dedicated drummer, and the rest of it, I th- I think the rest of what I listen to, it's just like I mean, I have no idea how music production works for. In, in rap and hip hop, so I don't I don't know how often sure. in in production they have like an actual drummer versus sampling from drums. Um, but I don't have any you know any listening context for how much he's you know how if he stands out. How much this is this is something that you see with all drummers you know i just have no yeah no comparison yeah. I, I, I i mean I, I think he's one of the better drummers um but obviously like i i i love the whole band so much that i think that they're great but i, I think he's one of the well I, I i don't remember if i said this on the show or not but i think i think one of the things that always uh sort of held most of the soundtrack back was that they're all so good at their instruments uh whereas uh in a lot of pop punk like they're all just sort of okay uh and you know sometimes it's the lead singer that shines like patrick stump's vocals are really interesting and and pete wentz's uh lyrics for fella boy and and then in panic at the disco again the lyrics are interesting and brandon yuri's vocals are so are, are so tight um but like blink 182 is just like just awful live like they're so bad live um <laughs> <laughs> and I love Blink Blink Man 2 is like top five bands for me. But um they're like they're notoriously bad live. Like, which aside from Travis Barker, who is the drummer who is the only one of them who is good live, um, but like they're they're kind of a mess live. And so like that's one of the things of like Motion City is so tight, like you go to a live show and it sounds almost too much like the album right like uh, like there's certain songs where they're not like or i feel like they're not doing enough to be different from the album uh but then other songs obviously with, with participation but it's 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 i just feel like it's it's interesting uh and that's that's always been my opinion that like they they were they were too good uh for for their era <laughs> like i don't know um but that's that's you know tony's tony i feel like is among that you know like jesse a little bit less so but also jesse learned the synth like a month before they recorded I am the movie. Um, and uh, also like his, his part of his job at, at the shows is just to be the best fucking hype man in the world. And it's great. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, do you have any, any thoughts on any other parts besides the drum part that you listened for? Finally, <laughs> that, that you listened for and I didn't like we swapped roles today. Well, I mean, at the same time, like, I think you, you do have a good idea for the drums and, and especially since you can just reference the videos. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to on, on a little bit with the drums. I didn't know how to put it, if, if I should put it then, or if when we got to talking about the vocals, but I also felt, and this might've just, might just be a uh, caused by, by focusing so much on the drums on, on, you know, later listens. Uh, but it feels like his vocals are more tight with the drums than other songs. Again, I could just be dead ass wrong here. Um, but I, I, I feel like in thinking of the song, um, like when it's playing in my head, I have much more association with Justin's lyrics tied into, especially the, uh, the, the hat, I guess as it is, um, 
or the well just in general a lot of the lyrics I, I i remember when it plays again and just uh the symbols with with justin singing um and i don't i don't know that i have that association as much on on other songs yeah i i, I like i said i didn't listen for the drums so I, i'm not sure what you're talking about on on that specifically um but i'll try to like i now i need to listen going forward right to see if if you're right or wrong like what what it sounds like um but yeah um i'll say uh i really like the um the little moog part in the chorus the um I don't know. It's 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 just like a nice, like s- separated enough from what's going on, but works together with what's going on. Um, and I also think it, you know it works well in the um, in the acoustic version, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But uh, you know, I think I think even if it kills me is sort of the height of of the the poppiness of their albums, um, and also like a decent amount of Moog. So like it's not like the they were able to retain what they were uh, and then soften a little bit of the edge in a lot of this album, um, which, you know, some people might not like, but I, it, it, I think, I think it worked for me. Um, but it, it does make this album, I think the poppiest, which is again, shocking that this isn't the, the, the first one that's on a, uh, on a major label. This one, by the way, um, can't finish what you started was produced by Adam Schlesinger and Eli Janney, uh, just like the last one that we talked about off this album, um, which was uh, Hella Helicopter, um, which I would have spent more time trying to remember if not for the fact that I was like, oh no, it's got to be Hella Helicopter. That's how we start the show. <laughs> um, so so yeah, it does, it does track that, you know, Schlesinger and Janney, uh, Sushing, obviously, like we said before, from Fountains of Wayne, um, would kind of make a little, a little bit more of a of a poppy sound. Um, although I don't know, sort of the Rukukasek stuff is poppy too. It's surprising to me that this album is produced by two different, like, three different people, but two different production teams. If we in- include Rukukasek as his own team, because I feel like it all flows well together, like. Uh, so Can't Finish Restarted was produced by uh, Schlesinger and Janney, but the song before it, Calling All Cops, was produced by Rick Ocasek. And the song after it, The Conversation, uh, I believe was produced by um, Ed Ackerson. I think it was like additional production by Ed Ackerson because it was just, you know, it was just Justin and a piano. So I think they did that one in minnesota so like uh three songs in a row produced by different people but i think it flows well together another thing uh something i saw when i was when i was reading over the uh just the wikipedia entry for even if it kills me um was the specific praise that justin had for chris shaw who was uh who was uh was credited on this song in the mixing oh yeah Uh, not on this song um, he's on oh, the okay six album. No, no he's, well, he's on, the... on 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 Genius. Uh, he is he is listed under mixing on on Can't Finish What You Started. Um, it might just be because 
they don't it's not separated but i think tom lord alge did the mixing on he's also credited on here yeah i think tom lord alge did the mixing on the slushing or Janney tracks and shot at the mixing on the okasic tracks mm-hmm. um that's because it says chris shaw okasic's engineer on the wikipedia yeah. page so i think may i i mean I, I i can't be sure because they don't really talk as much about that stuff um but yeah tom lord alge is like a super mixer he's like he mixes everything he did like five blink 182 albums he did some bon jovi albums and bowling for soup albums like if you on his wikipedia page like i here we go i'm starting scrolling from the top of the discography now and still scrolling <laughs> still scrolling still scrolling still scrolling oh my god i'm still scrolling and now i'm at the end and this is select discography. So I don't, I don't think this is everything. <laughs> like he just, he mixes a lot of albums. Um, so it's, uh, I think this is the only Motion City album he mixed. Let me see if they're even listed in selected discography. No, he mixed uh, Commit This Memory as well, which makes sense because if he mixed a lot of Blink albums, uh, Hoppus would know him well. Um, yeah. Uh, any other uh, preliminary thoughts before we talk about like lyric interpretations? Um, I don't think so. Um... All right. Well, I I mean, I feel like this one is very straightforward as yeah. far as <laughs> lyrics go, right? Like, is there is there anything in this song that isn't just like straightforward? This is what's happening. Well, what's this say? What, what do we have on song meanings? Uh well so I wanted to ask you first before we go but um okay so first is uh, I think I think it's about him not finishing what he started <laughs> Uh my interpretation of the song rightly or wrongly is that it to do with relationships mm, I mean sure I'm probably wrong but it works very well if you apply it to a relationship that's drifting in the wind uh, I think I've known her for a long time. Suffice <laughs> to say, it's been a while. You're too afraid to face the outcome. Quite likely you're a failure. It's a shitty thing to say, but hey, man, the clock is ticking. It makes me reflect on my own relationship. I've known for a long time and it's not working, but I'm too afraid to face the outcome. Wait, is this person talking about their own like current relationship at the time? Too afraid to end the story. Does this person need to dump his girlfriend? Is that what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's a pretty straightforward interpretation. A lot of them are about relationships. Can't finish what you started, but also a relationship. I wonder <laughs> if this is about um, sobriety. Um, maybe, but he didn't get sober until after this one. But maybe, maybe he was starting to try. Um, because he went into rehab, I think three weeks after. Or he was in rehab for three weeks after. Following, sorry, yeah, following completion of the album, three week band, a three week uh, rehabilitation program. So I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's interesting. I just, I just never what's, got what's, uh, actually, so because somebody, somebody does say advice sounds like it could be a vice, because that's how I've always heard it too. I know it's hard without advice, or it might be what fills the magic in the meantime. I know it's hard without a vice or advice. I don't know I've what it is. That, I've always heard that D really. Like that, these are the, the advice. I've always... never heard that D. Well, let me check the epitaph site. Some they usually have it because I think it's not on the CD. I'm just making this up. Let's see. 
Um, I've always heard, I know it's hard without a vice. Um, which, which would play into the, the drug theory. Um, because, you know, drugs, vices. Uh, yeah, Epitaph's website says, I know it's hard without a vice. So uh, that plays into the rehab thing. I think that makes sense. I, I've always heard it as advice. Yeah. I've never heard it as advice. I'm I'm actually surprised <laughs> that, that you have. Um here's here's something interesting. So uh somebody says, uh, if you truly do believe in something, somehow it all works out. It says, For the life of me, I can't figure out if MCS being uncharacteristically uncharacteristically optimistic or ironic. Um I've always thought of it as an ironic specifically because like the way that it's sung like it's it sounds like it's sung with irony right if you truly do believe in something somehow it all works out like it sounds a little sarcastic like just musically so i've always thought it's like i've always heard it as sarcastic but what do you think it's do you feel the same way i don't actually think i do i think i think i do feel I mean that's yeah. I, I feel like because as it as it leads back into the chorus, I, I feel like the chorus is so optimistic that I don't just this I don't get I don't get relationship vibes from this song. And it does actually feel like and I know I know the whole thing is like a song sounding optimistic while being rather blank. Well, I, mean, I, I, just... I, I can buy, right? I thought of all the things I'd like to say, cramped up and couldn't write a word all day, just waited for my world to fall apart while I'll never finish anything I start. Right. So like Maybe, maybe like getting dumped. Here are things I would have, I would like to say, but I couldn't write a word. Or maybe getting dumped or trying to dump. Like maybe, maybe, maybe it's like you both know that the relationship's about to end, right? So like you wanted to say a bunch of things, but couldn't write a word. And then you're like, all right, well, the world's going to fall apart. So I'll wait for her to do it because I'll never finish anything I start. I'm not going to start something. I definitely can see that in that, that view of it. But I mean, I agree, right? I, I never thought about that until right now. I think it's, I think it's. I think this um, is a song about songwriting. Wait, I definitely buy this song about songwriting. Yeah, I'm for sure. Bored with every single word. I know that feeling. Uh, as as nothing uh, ever works in this juvenile search, systematically revealing really to me that I need a new approach. That's that sounds a lot like a song about songwriting. I agree. That sounds super hard. Like someone like like. Oh, for sure. Fucking for hating sure. what they've written. Yeah, yeah. And and uh-huh. and the fact that the song ends without like completing, right? That's why I'll never finish anything I. And then the the music keeps going but the lyrics don't. Like I uh I think I I mean I agree. <laughs> kind of staring uh, in the face. I just don't I don't feel like I, I, I this is this is forever what I'm going to think of the song as. Quite it's likely you're just... a failure. It's a shitty thing to say, but hey man, the clock is ticking. Again, it actually it sounds a lot like a song after like the lyrics feel like it's maybe they had like been on a on a big label and then left the big label like a song that would be on go because it's the experience of being forced to write a song by a studio and not being able to <laughs> like it kind of feels like that but i agree what feels the magic in the meantime i know it's hard without a vice like if you stop trying to stop doing drugs uh it's hard to write without the drugs i buy it um hey look at this uh the next song meanings thing says uh the chorus kind of reminds me of like the songwriting progress have process having writer's block or not being able to concentrate on one thing for too long 
Uh, and the next one also says, I think it's about the songwriting process and feeling like you have nothing to say. Can't say anything now that you're clean. Uh, reminds me of the Coen Brothers movie, Barton Fink, with the whole self-destructive artist who drinks when he can't write. Sadly, I think I kind of idolize that. Um, <laughs> and long story short, it's hard to write something because of ridiculous amounts of self-doubt slash loathing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think the songwriting angle is probably the most the most logical angle. Another one saying the same thing. I honestly think uh, Justice talking to himself, him working through the songwriting process without the vice of alcohol. You're too afraid to face the outcome. Quite likely you're a failure. It's a shitty thing to say, but hey, man, the clock is ticking. Justin saying all these things to himself. He's frustrated. My favorite verse is what feels the magic in the meantime and are hard without a vice. He's questioning what is going to get him through the songwriting process without alcohol and drugs or vices. The magic, of course, being the music. Yeah, I I, I know, think I know this... that a, a vice makes the most sense, but I just cannot not hear advice. It's baffling because I cannot hear advice. I mean, maybe if I go back and listen to it, I might try to hear it. But I've always heard a vice, uh, which is funny because usually I'm I'm so used to being wrong in these things, like hearing something and being like, "Oh, I guess that was wrong the whole time." Um, but not this time. Actually, I feel like this album, um, in general, even if it kills me, is is the one where Justin's lyrics, like singing, is the tightest, in a, in a way of like, it's very hard to misunderstand any lyric in this album. I feel, whereas um, I think in all the other albums, there's stuff I've misheard, but I th- I don't think there's really anything I misheard too badly, and even if it kills me. Uh, any other thoughts before we go to covers? None. None. All right. Uh, so here are a couple. It's a lot of... Um, <laughs> all I found were white guy with acoustic guitar covers. Um, <laughs> just, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so here's the first two. Uh, so the first one is... Uh, they're, they're pretty much the same. It's just, again, just a guy in acoustic guitar. Uh, the first one's going to be Nicholas Berlin Court. Uh, and this is from October of 2017. Here is the first cover camp just restarted. Why can't you finish what you started? Why can't you try and understand? It doesn't make a bit of difference if you stop what you can finish. Every story needs an ending after all. So yeah, uh, just a, a very competent acoustic guitar cover. Um, the other one from Matt Hurley, uh, again, pretty much the same thing, uh, but I'm going to play a second of it here. Um, so yeah, again, just two like very competent covers. I actually feel like the Matt Hurley one, I like the, um, he, he plays around a little bit with the strumming pattern. I don't know if that's, um, 
a choice or it's uh like me where i have trouble <laughs> with strumming patterns sometimes <laughs> um and he was just you know doing whatever felt most comfortable to him which sometimes can uh, can work out well um but the one that i really like is uh this one from chase capener um where he actually does the thing that i like where he plays around with it a little bit so here is the chase capener cover why can't you finish what you started why can't you try and understand it doesn't make a bit of difference if you start when you can't finish every story needs an ending after all i think i've known you for a long time suffice to say it's been a while you're too afraid to face the outcome Quite likely you're a failure It's a shitty thing to say But hey man, the clock is ticking Dude, that, voice, that guy's voice is so good. Yeah, he's got a really nice voice and he does, like, again, does the thing where he, like, plays around with the, the structure a little bit. Recognizes that, he, that he's not, his voice is definitely not that Pierre. Yeah, yeah, man. it's... it's it's great. If if he if this, <laughs> his voice is so good. I'm I'm, I'm a yeah, big damn. fan of this one. If this was like if this wasn't like recorded on a like it looks like it's recorded on a cell phone. Um <laughs> like just like the quality of the video is pretty low and stuff like that, but like I would absolutely like put this on my phone and listen to it. Uh by the way, apparently he does lots of like readings on YouTube yeah, two weeks I'm, ago. I'm looking at his page right now. He's he's got it looks like he's got a mic now. Dude, you should ask him to re do some 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 more covers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean he, he's see, been doing stuff for the last couple of months, apparently. Jeez I mean he can opener on Twitter. Let's see. Yeah. Uh yeah, I was a big I was a big fan of this one. And like it it it's just it's one of those things that I love of like just messing around with the um the lyrics and, oh, yeah. and the way you're singing this, them. He, he did a he did a mountain goats cover in this twitter account i found is following four counts mountain goats iron wine bon Iver, and stephen colbert bon Iver. um bon Iver. yeah that is the first time i've i've ever heard that said aloud you've really honest honestly oh yeah maybe you don't remember when they when they got uh when he i think bon is one person got uh got really big briefly um Actually, uh, Matt wears a Bonnie Vare shirt a lot. In like, if you go and like look for, um, you have you have increased my knowledge of Bonnie Vare significantly. <laughs> if you... Prior to I knew they existed. I I believe it's just a guy. Uh, <laughs> it might be a band. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, but if you if you go back and watch some of the like, especially around um, Go era videos. Uh, Matt's wearing a, a Bon Iver shirt very often. Uh, bon Iver, by the way, is also mentioned in a um, Childish Gambino song where he says he says he doesn't want his, like, um, something about his parents is, I don't want them missing, oh, it, by the way, it is a band. Uh, I don't want them missing a son like Bone's last name because Bon Iver, and if you add the son, it's Iverson. So missing the son from Iverson. It's a God very... Damn. It's it's from camp Sick. and it's one of those like it's one of those this is like this is this is too clever for its own good <laughs> lyrics you know <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense if you're not reading it on genius <laughs> but it is it's one of those things of like oh man that's so clever and it's like yeah but it's too clever like it's, it's too much 
but I love, I love it. Uh, this last cover is from Ambiguous J. Surprisingly, all these covers are from the last cup, like the last couple years. Uh, 2017, 2000, I forget the other, I think 2016, and this one's from 2018. Um, but here is Ambiguous J. Just can't finish what you started. Why can't you try and understand? It doesn't make a bit of difference if you start what you can't finish. Every story needs an ending after all. I think I've known it for a long time. Uh, really quick, they mentioned the harmonies at the end, so I wanna I wanna see if I or harmonies or harmonics. Well, let's find out. Uh, so let me let me skip to the end a little bit and play that. Dude, that guy looks like Rick. Uh, dude, that guy looks like Luke Perry. Well, rest in peace, Luke Perry. Rest um, in peace, indeed. Fucking rip. He, he, he does look like Luke Perry, right? Yeah, yeah, go to like three hundred four, and you can get the full on. But he just—that's a—that is a pretty strong likeness of. Uh, yeah, of, I don't know about three hundred four, uh, but at like at like two two twenty nine when he's looking down at the guitar, like it really. I really buy that. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, I like that. Just the, the the lighting of this, it's not it doesn't make her look like super transparent, but kind of transparent, like transparent, yeah. ghost ghost sync. <laughs> so I don't know if he meant harmonics or harmonies because he did a harmony and a harmonic at the end. Uh, but the harmonic was bad. He made a mistake. Fine, shit happens. But the harmony was sick. <laughs> like I really liked the harmonies at the end. I don't know about the harmonics as much. Um, Unless I'm misunderstanding harmonics, I, th I thought he meant like a harmonic scale that he played on a guitar, but uh, he he might just mean the harmonies because the harmonies were sick. Um, it's one of the nice things about having more than one person. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is ambiguous. J. There's they're like I think like a legitimate group of some sort. I don't know, maybe not. But they're still they're they're posting like they've only been around on YouTube for like a year. There's more of this Luke Perry looking gentleman, <laughs> a little bit like a little bit less like Luke Perry in this. Video. Oh, he he still looks like Luke Perry. This That's dude. what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, wow. The platform spotlight video, especially. Yeah, that's um weird. It is it is weird. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, that so those are the covers. Um, however, we have an alternate version, uh, and, uh, I, I thought this one had, um, I don't know, is, does this, does this acoustic version have, um, xylophone on it, or is it a different instrument? I don't, I, I've definitely listened to it, but I don't, I don't remember I, it. I thought it was xylophone before, but then I listened to it and I was like, I don't know if this is xylophone or not. Um, but I'll, I'll play the beginning of it a little bit because um, I know how much you love xylophone. Hell yeah. That's not a xylophone. That sounds like a... I mean, really, it just sounds like a, like a keyboard with something, but there's a... Yeah, I think it might be a piano. 
I, it does just kind of sound like a keyboard to me. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, I As I always say, no one covers the Motor City soundtrack and Motor City soundtrack. Let me play a little bit yeah. in the middle here. I think I've known it for a long time. Suffice to say it's been a while. You're too afraid to face the outcome. Quite likely you're a failure. It's a shitty thing to say, but hey, man, the clock is ticking. I thought of all the things I like to say. Cramped up and couldn't like a harp in the background. A harp? I'm not saying it is. I'm just just almost like there's a harp in the background. Yeah, I don't know. There's no there's no there's no harps listed. But that just could just be because they don't they didn't list anything for the acoustic EP. Um I should check the record, uh, but I um, I think Justin's voice sounds a little like like raw, you know, like maybe I don't know, like maybe this is like I don't know, this is the first one recorded on the acoustic sessions or what, but it just it sounds like a little more like honestly less tight, which I like, right? Just like like instead of like I thought of all the things, like very smooth, it's like I thought of all the things, like it sounds a little bit just a little bit rougher. I don't know. I like it a lot. This like the more <laughs> that happens every time. Like, man, but have you listened to this latest song I've listened to a dozen times in a day? Um, boy. But really, like I've I I the more I've listened to it, the more I like the like how he sings it on this. Like and like and I don't know if that's just if that's just because when I listen to a song of a band I particularly like and I'm I'm pretty much good with every song like over and over again, then I'm just going to like it more as opposed to getting burnt out. But I just at least right now I really, really like how he how he sings just everything on this on this track. Yeah. I just it I I know it feels like feels like to me like you know how it, when when it comes to songwriting when it comes to singing and, and music in general like you're setting up expectations and then delivering and that's both in in lyrics and like rhyme but then also in like like musical structure um, and it just feels like like this song especially sets up expectations and then delivers on it the 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 thing I think about. Um, the the specific line is when he sings i thought of all the things i like to say and they do the like the mm-hmm. i just i feel like it's a lot of that where there's the expectation that they sing that but then it i just i feel like that keeps happening like i don't know i i really really like how how this is sung yeah um real quick uh so i can uh, correct a couple of things that i that i think we have already gotten wrong um the engineering on this track and all the Schlesinger Jenny tracks was by Jeff Sanoff. Uh, Chris Shaw did do all the record Kasich tracks. Tom Lord Alge only did the engineering on Calling All Cops, uh, according to the liner notes on uh, the Even If It Kills Me 10th Anniversary vinyl. Um, additional engineering on... The Schlesinger Jani tracks was by John Holbrook, Rudyard Lee Colors, and Arjun Agarwala. Um, and then uh, Ace Track 7, uh, The Conversation, was produced by Motion City Soundtrack, 
not by Ackerson, just by quote unquote Motion City soundtrack, engineered by Jeff Sanoff and Arjun Agarwala and recorded in New York City. But it was mixed by Chris Shaw. Uh, but that is not the track we're talking about. That's the conversation. And then acoustic, the acoustic EP was recorded at Flower Studio and engineered by Ed Ackerson. Um, but uh, there's violin on Love, Fell in Love Without You. There's backing vocals, an extra backing vocalist on Broken Heart. But otherwise, uh, the instrumentation says Justin on vocals, guitar, keyboard, spinning toys, hands. Josh, guitars and hands. Tony, percussion and hands. Uh, Jesse, hands and internet. Uh, which means uh, Jesse did not play any instruments on the acoustic EP. Uh, and uh, Matt, bass, vocals, keyboards, piano, hands. Um, I assume for like claps and stuff or the hands. But so I, I think what you thought was harp, I think is just probably piano. Yeah. And I said, I don't think it was actually harp. I'm just... No, I'm, I'm just saying what, what sounded like harp to you. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the liner notes and telling you it appears there was no harp. So it must be, um, it must be piano or hands. Maybe it's hands. <laughs> it's the hand harp. Uh, yeah, the hand harp. <laughs> I think it's actually a thing, right? I think it might be the mouth harp. The mouth harp yeah, is a thing, right? I probably think of a mouth harp. Yeah. Uh, what is the mouth harp? Is that just another name for harmonica? I think so. That's no, I weird. think it's a different. I think it's like a, like a disc. It is a what different thing. Uh, when I Google it, the first result is for Jews harp, which is like, why would you still call the Wikipedia page that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you would you would think. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely not a harmonica. <laughs> definitely not. Um, that is quite a name. Weird. Very weird. Yeah. I don't know how life works. Um, all right. I think that's it. Do you have any final thoughts on Can't Finish What You Started? I have. I think I've said them. All right. Then we'll finish what we started, which is this episode. Uh, I got a lot nice. of those in this this week. I got like that's like a third one. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Motion City Pod. I am at Kuhan. Jake is at xfip minus. That's x f i p and the word minus spelled out. Uh, it is a baseball stat. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get xfip one of these days. <laughs> you can get a better like there's there's so many better twitter handles at this point like i want to force you to register jake walden if it's not already taken uh oh it's taken that's fine uh, <laughs> um you can find us on instagram at motion city pod you can find us uh on patreon.com slash motion city pod but like you know, don't like I always say, uh, you can e- e- email us motioncitypod at, at gmail.com. If there's some social media network you think we should be on that we're not on yet, um, I don't know, ask us. But like, I I barely even post on the Twitter, let alone the Instagram. Like like um like this anyway. Um, you there's one other thing that I'm supposed to say, right? I feel like something else that I'm missing here. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Uh, be sure to rate and review us anywhere you can, uh, but especially iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever. Um, and uh, if you, if we're not searchable in your 
favorite podcatcher, then go to our Twitter and our pinned tweet will tell you. Um, actually, you got you to gotta show the thread. No, you don't. <sighs> yeah, you show the thread on our pinned tweet and it'll, you'll find out how to subscribe. Or just go to imkuhan.com slash motion city and every episode will have the RSS subscription link. And uh, if you would like me to walk you through subscribing on a non-major platform, then I'd be happy to do so. Uh, we're not on Pocket Casts yet, so you have to subscribe to that one manually. But, you know, I do. Um, I think that is it, right? Can we finish what we started? Yes. Boom. That's four. Uh, all right. Uh, then, uh, I don't know, should that be the ending? Until next time, now we've finished what we started. No. <laughs> That's no. true. That Bad. It. Bad. Not happening. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>